So uh, we're, we're thankful that he did. All right, have your Bibles. Turn with me to uh, the book of Matthew, the fourth chapter, the book of Matthew. And then while you're turning there, let's stand as we honor God's Word this morning. Um, while, you're, while you're there, turn to, look, to Mark, the first chapter, and keep your finger there. And Luke, the fourth chapter, and keep your finger there. Because we're going to read... Uh, the text as it is written in, in, in these three Gospels concerning uh, helpless Satan. That's the, uh, uh, you're going to learn a lot from this message today if you'll just listen. And, uh, and we're only going to read, uh, uh, we're going to read Matthew 4, the first 11 verses. says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give the angels charge concerning thee, and their, and their hands they shall uh, bear thee up, I'm sorry, in, in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed, showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou worship. The eleventh verse says, Then the devil leaveth him alone, leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Now turn with me, if you would, to Mark, the first chapter. Over in Mark, the first chapter. Turn with me over there. Uh, I, I have to turn to it, too, so I'll give you time to find it. Mark, the first chapter, and I'm going to read verses, only verses 12 and 13. He says in Mark, the first chapter, 12 and 13, he says, And immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beast, and the angels ministered unto him. Now, in Luke, the fourth chapter, Luke gives a little better explanation of it also as Matthew did, Luke, the fourth chapter, and we're going to begin reading in the, uh, beginning in the first verse of Luke, the fourth chapter. <clears throat> we get the pages here. It says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from, <clears throat> returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness being forty days tempted of the devil, 
And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil taketh him up into the high mountain, showed him the kingdoms of the world in a moment time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God alone, and him only shall thou worship. And he brought him to Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil has ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for the blessings of you. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for those that you've sent out this morning, Lord. We pray that you'll bless them as they are here at Landmark Baptist Church. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the blessings of it that uh, has poured out over the years as I remember the many, many blessings that have come from the word of God. Now take care of us, Lord, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. We're going to talk about helpless Satan. Helpless Satan. Now, I said Wednesday night that uh, today's, I'll be preaching another message. I've been preaching a series of messages this summer on um, helplessness. And uh, I said uh, Wednesday night that the one this afternoon will be the last message I have on helplessness. But I've changed that because when I get back, I've got one more that I'm going to be preaching. And, uh, you know, you'll say, well, uh, how come you said Wednesday night be the last one? Well, I didn't know that the Lord was going to show me this last one. And, uh, and let me tell you, folks, it is one that takes in everybody that lives upon the face of the earth. And so um, uh, you'll, be able to, you'll be able to hear that one. Now, how many of you believe that there is a way on the earth to overcome sin of which all of us are plagued? Do you really believe that? Do you really believe there is a way to overcome sin in our lives? How many of you really think that you can win the, this battle by doing it your way? I mean, do, do you think that by doing it your way, you can win this battle that we're in? We're in a battle today. That's why, that's why the Bible teaches that we're soldiers. We're soldiers in, in the army of the Lord. And we're in a battle today. And uh, how many of, how many of us think that, that we can win this battle our own way and, and, and not the way that God has told us we can win it? <coughs> it is, Satan's eternal struggle to wield over the world and even all eternity. That's what Satan's way is. Satan's way is to wield over everything. 
His faith his, is to will over the world, will over all the people in the world, and, and that's, that's Satan's way of thinking. It, it, that, but it's, his, it's a struggle that he cannot win. He can't win that struggle because we know by studying the Scriptures that in the end, God, he did not win that struggle that he has to be able to uh, win over the whole world. Even though he was warned in the Garden of Eden that he would lose the battle for, for this world, but it fazed him not. It didn't faze him at all. He was warned in the Garden of Eden. We're going to read that in just a moment in Genesis 3. But he was warned in the Garden of Eden, you cannot win this battle. It was told him all the way over there. But all the way to the book of Revelation, we find he still is trying to fight that battle and win it up until the time when the Lord cast him and all of his followers in hell where they're tormented for day and night forever and ever. So, but he always thought up to that time that he could win, win it. Also, during that same time, the woman was warned because she let the serpent deceive her that she would also suffer. And the man was warned because he listened to his wife who was deceived, yet it phases none today that they were all warned. It phases no woman today that she was warned. It phases no man today that uh, that he was warned that that if he lets if he lets himself be deceived, then he's warned that the Lord is going to do. Turn with me Genesis three, if you would, for just a moment. Oh, over in over in Genesis three, and I want to read to you there, and this this will be only one other scripture we'll be going to. But in Genesis three, begin in verse fourteen. This is what the Lord told Adam. And the Lord God said unto, I'm, I'm sorry what the Lord told the serpent. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shall thou go, and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. You ever wonder why a snake doesn't have legs? That's why a snake doesn't have legs. The first serpent had legs, because he stood up and he was, as a matter of fact, he was a beautiful serpent in the garden. And he says in, in verse 15, he says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and, the, and between thy seed and her seed, her seed being Christ and, and, and his seed being just himself. It shall bruise thy head, that is, that is the seed of the woman shall bruise the devil's head and thou shall bruise his heel. Well, this took place, this very thing that he's speaking of here took place, I just read it over in the New Testament, where that Satan tempted the Lord and realized that and he, and he, he never won, he lost. And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow thou shalt eat it all, eat it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the, uh, the herb of the, of the field. So in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread. Well, you wonder why you have to go to work every morning. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice if you could just lay down and 
Hey, some try to do it. You just lay down and, you know, I, I can, I can visualize Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And I can visualize him laying in the shade of the day and her feeding him those grapes that are probably biggest around as, as golf balls and, and, and him feeding her. Can't you visualize that? You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, Billy Ray, can you visualize that? Yeah. You know, Deanna, you lay in the shade and Deanna feeds you? <laughs> no, I don't either. But, but anyway, uh, this is, uh, this, this is, uh, uh, what, what the life they had. But the Lord told them, because you did something that I told you not to do, you did it, now you're gonna have to pay for it. You women, when you travail in childbirth, it's because you are paying for the sin that you that that the woman committed, who was that was brought down to you, even through you, even as a woman. Now, let me tell you: if you do further study on this, you will find that really the curse that he put up on the woman was that she was to die childbirth. She was to have one child and then die. But then he 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 lightened it up. It, it tells you this over in the New Testament. He lightened up the curse on her. He he didn't he didn't lighten up the fact of the fact of she would travail in childbirth, but he lightened up the fact that uh, said that she would go through her life being in subjection to the man because of that because of what she did. Now we wonder sometimes, you know, in weddings, you know, when people say, well. Uh, 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 I'm, I'm willing to be in subjection to my husband that I'm marrying. When I, they don't do that. They don't say that anymore. Not too many of them don't. Don't say that anymore. But they used to say that in old weddings. That, that used to be a part of old weddings. That a woman would have to say, I'll subject myself to my husband. Well, you know the day we live in now. The day we live in now is terrible. You know, what, what is it? Sixty-some percent of women don't have a husband today. You know, that's, that's, that's not the way the, that, that's the way the world is by Satan. That's not the way the world is by God. The way the world is by Satan. You know, the, the world is, the culture we live in today is totally gone away from the culture of what the Lord taught as far as the Bible is concerned in that. Now, if we're to understand helpless Satan, we must see there's one certain thing. That's all we have today. There is one certain thing that we have to see if, if, we, if we understand helpless Satan. Satan continually looks for that one chance to overcome Christ. He's always done it. He has uh, those Pharisees. Those Pharisees tried to slip him up. Satan tried to slip him up here, here uh, uh, during the temptation time. They were constantly trying to slip Christ up, but he couldn't do it. He just couldn't do it. He, oh, his, his, his very final thing that Satan did was right here. We just read it. One of the final things he did was he, he tried to tempt Christ into doing things that he knew Christ could do, but Christ would not do it. He would not do what Satan told him to do. And so we have to, we, we need to see that. When, when he knew Christ was hungry, he lit into him with all the force he had. 
Satan said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Well, you know, what was it to Christ if Satan believed that or didn't believe it? It's just like today. What is it to Christ if you die and go to hell when you've had an opportunity to come to the Lord and be saved? What is that to Christ? He's only going to take those that are his children. He's going to take them to heaven with him. And he's not going to be, there's not going to be any thought anymore of those who go to hell. That they'll be destitute of God completely. That's one of the great agonies of hell is destitution from God. God is not present anymore. You know, today on earth, I'm thankful that God is present. I'm thankful that God is present in the services here at Landmark Baptist Church. I'm thankful for that because if he wasn't, we would have a terrible time serving the Lord. And some people still do, even though he is present, have a terrible time serving the Lord. Christ responded with the truth. Uh, Christ responded with with the truth that all of us should heed. In Matthew 4, 4, he says over there, let me turn back to Matthew 4. Matthew 4, 4, he says, he answered and said, it is written. You know this, Satan, you already know this. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. So why do you want to tempt me because I'm hungry? Why do you want to tempt me with, with bread? Why do you want to tempt me with, with an earthly thing? I don't live like that. I, I, I don't live like that. I have, I have power if I wanted to to feed myself. You don't have to get, overpower me and get, and think that you're going to give me power to get something to eat. Because Satan couldn't do it. I want you to understand this. When we get done here, I want you to understand that Satan has absolutely no power over Christ. You'll see that today. And he has no power over you if you're one of his children. If you're really one of his children, he has no power over you either. None whatsoever. Oh, I hear people today trying to justify their sins and they blame it on Satan. He has no power over you. He doesn't have the power to make you sin. He doesn't have the power to do that. He'll tempt you, but he doesn't make you fall into fall into temptation. He'll tempt you just like he tempted Christ here. He didn't make Christ fall into into his temptation, but he has no power over them in that. Our, our battles in life must be fought not with man's weapons, but with the warfare of God, which is the word of God. You know, if, if we've got a battle to fight, we have the word of God to fight that battle for us. You come up on something in your life, you know, if you if you don't if you don't go to the word of God then 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 you're you're hurting. You really are. You know, we, we should love the word of God. It should be the closest thing to our heart. It should be the closest thing to us in, in our life is the word of God. It should be the closest thing to us in, in, in life. The, the apostle Paul told the Corinthian church, first Corinthians, Two, turn with me there. First Corinthians two, one through eight. Paul says, he says, and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech, of wisdom, <coughs> declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And, and I was with you in 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 um, weakness and in fear 
and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should stand not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, we uh, yea, not the wisdom of this world, nor the prince, princes of this world, uh, that come to naught. They don't amount to anything. They come to naught. He said, Paul says, we didn't, I don't come to you speaking in, in the power of, of Satan, you know, in the power of this world. And, but how many preachers today, if they can't speak in the power of the world, do, do they speak? You know, we, we have, I see them on TV all the time, you know, using things of the world to try to get people to support them and give to them. Just like I said the other Sunday, the preacher that you buy a little bag of water off of him, he's promised you that you're going to come into wealth if you just buy a little bag of water. And uh, you're going to come into wealth. And they, then they have somebody comes on there and they say, well, I bought a bag of that water. I'm just paraphrasing now. I bought a bag of that water, and I, I had $44,000 in my mailbox. I mean, that's that's living off the world. That's living off the things of the world. We don't do that as God's children. We we live off of the, the only bread there is, and that's the bread of the Word, the Word of God in, in which we have. The Apostle Paul said again, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, we, we don't use carnal weapons. You know, it's easy. It's easy to curse a man out. It's easy to pick up a stick or something and hit him. It's easy to, to uh, have a gun and shoot him. That's easy to do, but we don't fight like that. We don't, we don't fight like that. Uh, we, 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 we fight, uh, uh, with warfare. Uh, they're not carnal, but it's through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How, how any go around, we talk about this, I think about this a lot, how any go around half naked and carry his or her Bible and witness to all those people. How do you do that? When you get yourself into a position where you can't witness, that's sad. It really is. It's sad when you get yourself into that position. You couldn't witness if you had to. I mean, how in the world could you talk to somebody about righteousness and, and right things when you're not right yourself? We talked about that in Sunday school today, in our Sunday school class. We referred to that in our Sunday school class. I know that there are those who hardly pick up a Bible. Hardly look at anything they need as God's children to fight off the temptation in which they're going to be confronted with. What do they do when they're tempted? They just fall into it. Go on and try to sweep it under the rug and forget about it. Well, let me tell you, God doesn't forget about it. You, you may think, you may think you have forgotten about it. And it's easy, you know, to just ignore what I'm saying because I see some that do. It's, it's easy to ignore that, but let me tell you folks, you can't, you cannot be what you should be. You can't fight off temptation if you see it, you take it, you go on, and you're happy with it. 
Can you remember what the last thing was God tempted you of? Every one of you think about that today. Can you remember what's the last thing that you were tempted of? Not God tempted you, but you were tempted of. God tempts no man. What was the last thing you were tempted of? And what was the results of it? Did you go ahead and fall into it? And now you've forgotten about it? You, you can't even remember it. You've forgotten about it. You, you swept it under the rug? God, well, God hasn't. Let me tell you, folks, God doesn't forget those things. No. People, they just go ahead and fall for every scheme Satan faces them with. He's in the world today. He's facing God's children with everything he can face them with to get them to fall into temptation and sin so that he can have control over their lives. Let me say this, and I'm going to say this without any reservation. Satan can do nothing to you until you let him. If you fall into sin, then Satan has an open door that he can come in. Satan can do nothing. You know, I've heard people say, well, uh, uh, Satan is, is, is in a life and, and Satan is, is, Satan made me do it. Satan didn't make you do it. You did it to yourself. You did it to yourself. You, you made your life to a point to where Satan can come in and, and, and interfere in your life. He can do that. <clears throat> Satan faces what well, Satan faces them that they will never believe that the word of God is the only weapon they have. What weapon do we have when we're confronted with Satan and the temptation of Satan? What do we have? We have the word of God, just like Jesus used the word of God. Three times he used the word of God to confront Satan, and the last time he used it, he told Satan, he said, Get thee behind me. That's in the scriptures. He said, get thee behind me, and Satan left him and left him alone. Let me tell you, if you do that, Satan will leave you alone. But if you if you just keep going, keep falling in, into the temptation, he won't leave you alone. The psalmist says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them. Psalms 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them. Again, I have been young. This is what the psalmist says. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. You believe that? You believe that? The psalmist says, I've been young, but he said, now I'm old. And he says, I've seen a lot of things in my life. But he says, I've never seen, I've never seen the righteous beg bread. Because God always takes care of them. Oh yeah, you'll get yourself in shape if you don't listen to God. You'll get yourself in shape if you don't listen to good sound preaching. You'll get yourself in trouble. You'll get in trouble with the Lord and, and that's no fun to be in trouble with the Lord. Oh Lord, and I'm saying this as far as myself. Oh Lord, I am young. I am. I was once young, but now I'm old. Yet I have seen those who claim that the righteous going. I've seen those who claim to be righteous going to extreme 
methods, even if they have to steal what they want because they don't have it. Now, we love our children. I love my children. But I'm not going to go outside of what the Word of God teaches to take care of them and help them. Not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You know, we, we get sometimes to where that, you know, we forget the Lord, the Lord uh, chastises his children. We should never interfere with that when the Lord's chastising. We shall never interfere with that. We shall see that we shall let that carry through and hopefully they'll learn the things. Look at Psalms, uh, well, Psalms 91 is speaking of the same thing, same context. It's, uh, it's, but it's not speaking of Christ. The devil used something out of context there. When he said, when he told Christ, he said, the angels will come down and lift you up. Well, they will. But it's not necessarily means they're going to. Psalms 91 is not talking about Christ. It's talking about Moses. That's Moses' prayer when Moses talked about the Lord coming down and lifting one up if he falls. So he uses that verse out of context. It is true the angels, the angels could have came down and taken Christ off of the tree. But they didn't. There was a legion of angels. There was a legion of angels that was just waiting for God to tell them, go down and take my son off of there. But they didn't do it. They let him go right through with it. Let him go right through with it. Those angels could have delivered him from death. But they didn't do it. Why? Because this is what God had set for Jesus to do as to die for his children. That's the reason that he didn't send those legion of angels down and lift him off of there and, 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 and bring him to, to him and where he'd be safe. That's the reason they didn't do it. It's because he died for us. He died for us there on, on that tree. The devil proceeded to take Christ into a high mountain where many earthly kingdoms can be seen. And look what Satan told Christ. Go back to Matthew 4 again. Back to Matthew 4. And, and, and look, what, look what Satan told Christ. Back to Matthew 4 and verse 9. Look what he told him. He, and said unto him, this is Satan, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou worship. Did Satan have the power to give him everything he saw? You think Satan's got the power to give you? No, Satan will lead you to believe a lot of things. And he'll lead you to believe those things until you really believe that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. If you'll just do this, then I'll do this. When he has no more power to do that, those things. He didn't have power to give give away the world to Jesus. Jesus already had the world belonged to him anyway. Satan just Satan was left as the god of the world, but Satan didn't own the world. He couldn't he couldn't give he couldn't give Christ off. But he'll promise anything. He'll promise you anything. Oh, we're gonna have fun. He'll promise you that. 
Oh, we're going to, it's going to be wonderful to everybody get together. And he, that's what he promises you. It's going to be wonderful. And it is wonderful, but you're going to have to pay for it eventually. If our sin takes place, you're going to have to pay for it eventually. Satan had no more power to give Christ any of the kingdom as I have to heal a very sick person. I don't have that power. Satan didn't have that power. Let me tell you something. Satan will take you into sin. He will keep you there longer than you want to stay. And it will cost you much more than you want to pay. Sure will. He'll take you into sin. But he, you, you realize he's going to keep you longer than you want to stay in it. I want out of this. I heard a fellow on television. They interviewed him and he, they had his face blacked out. And they had his face blacked out because he was a member of a gang. And they had his face blacked out because if the gang found out he was given uh, an interview to someone, they would have killed him. Because once he got in, once they got into that, you can't get out of it. You young people remember this. And you'll say, well, there's no gangs like that around here. There are too. They're right here in right in lines. And once you vow that you're going to be a part of them, they won't let you out of it. They sure want you be careful. You watch out, you young people. Better watch out what you follow. Listen to me, dear safe sinner today. Listen to me. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He cannot do anything to you as long as you stay righteous. As long as you live a righteous life, he has no power over you. But just as soon as you find yourself into something you shouldn't be into, he has power. He can come in. You say, how do I know that? You can read it in the book of of 2 Timothy where Paul told Timothy, he said, you're to deliver people from that condition if they want to be delivered from it. He says, why are they in that condition? They're there because of Satan. They're there because of Satan has taken a hold of them and he does whatever he wills with them. Let me tell you, sin, sin can destroy you. Satan, once he gets a hold of you, he can destroy you. And I don't want to see that. I want, I want to see people who don't open up their lives to Satan. Don't open up their lives to Satan. They keep their lives closed up to the Lord and serving the Lord and what the Lord would have. <clears throat> all right, let's all stand if you would, and we're going to read a verse, or we're going to sing a verse of song. And then we're going to let you go. Helpless Satan. How